Welcome to Chaos Theory Tales Askew. Theory Tales Askew presents Part 4 of The Mythic Pixicide by El Christopher Delgarcio, as presented by The Chaotic Centurion. Phase 3, Reciprocity, or Instant Karma's Gonna Get You. Every front page in America screamed the headline that the President, alive and well, would finally address the nation tonight on live television. The entire country spoke of nothing else all day, and that night at 8 o'clock we watched the State of the Union Address. Ladies and gentlemen, the disembodied voice announced, the President of the United States, Regis Francis Xavier Philbin. The fearless leader of the free world, President Regis Philbin, broadcasting from the Oval Office of the White House, newly renamed the Salmon Room for its soothing pink wall color, sat behind his desk preparing to address his constituents for the first time since the Fuhrer started flying. After a word from our sponsors, Pepto-Bismol, the President made his final preparations before speaking to the nation. The tension was palpable. Well, who the fuck is that douchebag? What is this shit? What the hell happened to our show? From a rad, fully furnished basement in northern Minnesota, three overbaked, underaged anarchists squeezed their remote in a vain attempt to return to their regularly scheduled program, the Bludgeon Fun Family Hour. Check that guy out, Nick, all serious and shit. He looks like your dad. Shut your hole, Daniel, Nick warned, still fingering the remote. Wow, this guy's on every freaking channel. Will you two asshats chillax? Ken said. How long have you been blazed? That's the president. He's on tonight to talk about Pixicide. Probably going to tell everybody to stop or some shit like that. Everybody's been talking about it. Daniel said, dazed and bemused. Is he cracked? They're going to rip him a new one if he comes on. They're probably sending this shit all over the world. People in Iraqistan are sitting around watching this right now. My man's crazy. He won't last a minute. A minute? Come on, it's too quick. Well, I say he won't last a minute, Daniel repeated with a mischievous glint in his eye. You want to make a bet? Nick asked. What, like a little gentleman's wager? Say a usual amount? Well, you're on, son, but you best cough up the money if he lasts a whole minute. Daniel rolled his eyes. All right, don't get your undies in a bundle, little girl. I got it right here. He fished a dollar bill, wadded to within an inch of its existence, as well as some blue pocket lint from the front of his jeans, and handed it to Ken. Kenny will hold the money and keep time. That sound fair to you, Nicky boy? It's cool. Whatever, dude. Nick agreed, handing his money over to Ken as well. President Philbin shuffled a few pa- pieces of paper on his desk while he waited for his cue to speak. After a few minutes, he cleared his throat forcefully and began. My fellow Americans, here we go, it's on. The entire globe has been plagued by a deadly new threat. Fifteen seconds. Come on, people, let's do this. An end of the nightmare is now in sight. Thirty seconds. For Christ's sake, somebody get him. 
at last solved the enigma of Pixicide. 45 seconds. What in the bloody blue hell is going on? We must take drastic measures in order to protect us from ourselves. One minute. Ken's voice boomed, and he handed over the cash to Nick. I don't believe it, he said. He made it. I don't know how, but he made it, and he's still talking. To the winner go the spoils, Nick announced with a satisfied smirk, holding out both $1 bills. Then Ken asked, can we actually call $2 spoils? Hey, spoils or not, Daniel broke in. That was my lunch money, he said to the statesman on the screen. Forget you all. I'm going to do this clown myself. Daniel focused a steady stream of concentrated ire at the pattern that formed the face of the president. At that exact moment, the commander-in-chief broke from his pre-rehearsed speech. Let's take this young man, the president said. Now, don't be alarmed. I'm going to have to be a touch harsh to make my point. I've been practicing, so pay close attention, because once I get it going, I'm a blur. President Philbin, stepping out from behind the desk, removed his gray suit jacket and pants to reveal a tin-colored jumpsuit. Wires snaked across the surface of the garment, attaching electrodes to various points of his body. He lowered his eyes and, breathing deeply, stood akimbo on the bald eagle rug as the camera panned out to capture his body position for the nationwide audience. In what appeared to be a bizarre Tai Chi routine, the statesman raised one leg off the floor and flapped his arms in slow motion, first up and down, and then side to side. He then immediately let loose his fists in an interpretive dance of quick jabbing punches, complemented by several savage kicks into midair, while his face contorted into an orgasmic knot. His incessant mutterings were picked up by his microphone, still clipped to the lapel of his jacket. Hey, you like that, you little mother? Weep! Think I was going to come in here and let you people beat the bleep out of me? We used to call this being taken out to the woodshed, you little bleep. Where you going? There's plenty more, you bleep, dumb, bleep, punk, beep. Various cabinet members could be heard off-camera cheering, and the viewing audience could clearly see the Secretary of State barking advice like any good corner man would. Stick and move, Mr. President. Stick and move. And the President did stick and move. He also bobbed and weaved, ducked and covered, and even rope-a-doped a little, while perspiration bearded above his top lip and across the presidential forehead. Back in Minnesota, the place had been laid to waste. Daniel, the young would-be regicidal maniac, lay badly beaten on the wet shag carpeting of the floor, his face awash in a mixture of blood and bong water, his head swelling impatiently. I guess some people think the best defense is a good offense. Upon witnessing this swiftest of displays of justice leveled against their comrade, Nick and Ken dared to direct their dander on the pixelized pattern of the now sweat-basted president. Several Secret Service men appeared at once, crowding up from the corner of the boys' television screen. They commenced to pummeling them into submission before they could so much land an ill thought. After a lengthy commercial break to allow the local news affiliates to arrive on the scene, President Philbin settled back in behind his desk and concluded his speech, images of his handiwork being beamed over the airwaves to a stunned world. These dark days are coming to an end, my friends. What you've witnessed here today is a trained counterpicks technique discovered and developed by the best and brightest minds in the service of this great nation. 
It's part of a larger system being put into place at this very moment to safeguard all television transmitters with counterpicks agents. Soon the entire country and later the world will be fully able to strike back against the murderous hordes that have kept good people hostage these long months. Never again will we hide in the shadows while Americans are besieged by the unchecked collective id of the weak-minded. We now possess a means by which to fight back. If you enjoyed this story, you may find more at Chaos Theory Tales Askew, located at www.genspace.com, spelled G-E-N-S-P-A-C-E dot com. Just click the top eyeball. You'll know what I mean. <laughs>